Talk Show is brought to you by... Hey, want to feel young again? Are you tired, run down, have aches and pains, brain fog? This is science-based, not hype or fancy marketing. It really works. Carbon-60 helps detoxify your body on the cellular level. It stabilizes free radicals, just like the antioxidants found in red wine and berry stew, but on a far smaller, more bioavailable nanoscale. It's like a bottle of electrons, helping your body to function better. You can also apply it on your skin, topically, over muscles, joints, or organs. Most people feel results within minutes. This is not a drug. It's organic carbon. Feel better today. About 95% of our users report more energy and clarity of mind within 10 days. Give us a call at Greska's Carbon 60 at 720-600-6040 or visit our site at c-60.com. Call 720-600-6040 and feel young again. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane Age. New day, always a new show, always a new guest, always a great topic. I hope that they are great topics and that you're enjoying them. So so let's let's keep that there. But I do believe that we bring value as well as resources, and that's what we're gonna be doing as well today with our guest. And our guest today, she's a master certified live coach. Uh, she's a keynote speaker, she's a certified facility that provides clients with expertise in different areas, relationships, empowerment, purpose. Uh, she has a mission. I mean, her her you know uh, group has a mission. She has a mission uh, to support clients and uh, basically sharing skills, strategies uh, that strength, strengthen their personal uh, relationships with them, you know, uh, at work or in, in regular life. So anyways, I mean, uh, that's just my debrief here <laughs> quickly. But my guest, Veronica Williams, uh, is going to join us now and she's going to talk about her services and we're going to have a discussion about those things. But what's interesting is that Veronica happens to be uh, married to Daryl Williams, who I actually had the pleasure to meet and have an interview with. We had a great discussion uh, on a double impact show uh, almost two years ago. And it's been a minute. Uh, and uh, it, it was just a powerful show. As, as a matter of fact, it is still playing on network and I still you know, reboost it every now and then. Uh, so do check out that site and uh, I mean that show specifically in, in our site and everywhere else. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have the pleasure today of having his significant other, his other, you know, uh, uh, partner in life, Veronica. Veronica, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, Hurricane. I'm glad to be here. Well, listen, uh, it, it's, you know, listen, now you have to live up to to. to <laughs> He did. He did a good job. We got to do a better job today, right? So we yeah, make it happen. <laughs> I have some uh, big shoes to fill. Oh no, you you <laughs> you got to do more than than fill them. <laughs> so 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 first things first, Veronica. There's a lot of stuff that you do, and uh, I know that. Um, listen, uh, you are helping people in in the uh, Washington D.C. area specifically. And uh, you have been, you know, working again with Daryl, uh, you know, in his path, I mean, as, as a veteran and the government, all this stuff. And and you've taken also your own way of doing things where you want to bring some real resources to people. Now, now before we go there, I would like you to give us a little bit of uh, uh, just information about your background, as well as, you know, the uh, organization that you actually represent and work with. 
Okay. Good morning, everyone. I'm Veronica Williams. I am the co-founder of Alliance Seminars Coaching. We are a veteran-owned faith-based organization that um, uh, provide our clients with uh, master certified life coaching, um, empowerment, um, and any strategies and tools that you need, even with your organization, to work with your employees um, and develop relationships. Uh, that's pretty much um, it. In addition to being a master certified life coach, I am also a licensed minister, which I'm able to help with um, spiritual guidance for people, um, prayer, um, interceding on their behalf or anything that they might stand in need of. All right. Well, that's quite a bit. But but so, but Veronica, before you, is this, I mean, this is what you do now. I mean, but what, what got you to it? I mean, ultimately, I know you were, uh, I guess an army or you know like you know someone that's married into the armed forces and that's that's a, a a very difficult life because you are moving you're doing how has that been you know and was that the trigger to actually start this particular alliance no my development into where we are today for me personally is part of the ministry that I was growing into in my life my life experiences just allowed me to realize that um I have something to offer to share people that are going through and people that need help to navigate through life. And some of my experiences has, has helped me do that. Um, I consider myself, I was a civilian before I married Darrell um, and had to adjust as a military spouse um, to someone that was um, um, in the military for many years. Um, but most of all, our navigation didn't really allow us to, um, we call it PCS, which is, you know, to travel. We basically stayed in the D.C. metropolitan area our entire marriage. So I never had that opportunity to go overseas and deal with that. Um, Darrell did travel a lot. So as a single um, wife of a military person, I dealt with... Um, him having to travel for business um, um, with the military, as well as being a mother with a young child with a husband in the military and us navigating life that way. Um, that's pretty much it. In my personal life, um, as far as my own career path, it has taken on a multiplicity of, um, of jobs. Um, but I am now working in human resources, which is um, a great place where I'm at now. Well, thank you. And, and, and you, you talked about a lot of things. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, uh, thanks for clarifying that because not every, I guess, uh, person that's married into the military, you know, goes to try, gets to travel. I mean, like you just clearly stated that, you know, your position was to stay behind and uh, because of his specific duties he, that you were not part of, you, you're not, he was not in army bases and stuff were stationed those those typically the ones so it was more mission uh, driven type of thing so it's a little and, and it's a tough one because you're not close enough you have to wait and uh, that that must have been a very difficult you know uh time you know uh perspective you know when people are not around then they just go and they go dark for a few <laughs> few days <laughs> 
And then before you knew, it's like, oh, okay, thank God. But and, and especially when you have a child. But you know, I know that he he finished all that, and he you know he worked with the with the White House and all the stuff. So things have changed, of course, over the years. And you've been along with him in that journey. Uh, and and that is that is uh, again, I always commend you know, uh, you know, married couples specifically when they can endure a lot of that and they they remain together and they sustain each other, they help each other, and they they work to get together f- towards a better you know future as it's supposed to happen. Uh, and and today is we're going to talk about empowerment and relationships, and I, I mean and that's really why I'm, I'm I'm driving this discussion. You are pretty much a good example of what that looks like. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> I hope I am. <laughs> well, you are. You are. But well, I listen. Try to be. You, you, listen, I'm sure, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you you guys are working as a team, so that's that's a great thing. And yeah. and and by the way, I do also uh, appreciate that you mentioned ministry, which means you know you're you're close to God, and you do all the good stuff, and you have a positive outlook alive, and you're always positive and trying to help people to be, uh, you know, doing the right thing, you know, and, uh, and that's an important piece. And then you mentioned that you're in the human resources world, which, which again, everything revolves around human resources. Unfortunately, you know, this is a human planet. <laughs> we do have a need for, for people to help, you know, whether it's a business or just in general, in terms of relationships and human interactions. Uh, so, so now in the Alliance, uh, what are some of the things that you actually do in terms of services? And you mentioned clients. Who are the clients? Um, our clients are couples that are um, anticipating getting married and couples that are married. And I like to call it have some hiccups. Just need someone <laughs> to come in and talk it out and um, get a little tune up. You know, marriage, evolve, the individual's. Um, husbands and wives, they evolve, they change. How you start out in marriages and how it ends up over the years as you've gone through some experiences of maybe having children, job loss, um, just changing your likes and dislikes have changed. Um, So we work with couples like that. We also work with individuals that may need some navigating of life or, or feel stuck. So we help coach them through finding um their passion and avenues of opportunities for for um moving into something that they like as far as their professional life and then we also work with organizations that um want to build their uh, morale among their employees and among in their companies um so we do training with those um organizations that are interested in um building um, relationships with their um, employees and um, the entire organization from leadership to all the employees. You're really in the HR business. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you really define exactly what that function is. Uh, but, 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 you know, that's a lot of types of uh, clientele and work that you do. I mean, uh, first of all, you have the, the, the couples that are ready to get into marriage and, uh, you know, preparing them now now here's a question that that may sound funny but do you find that people today actually do kind of want to have that discussion i mean because people today they tend just to meet and uh, you know just start alive and the marriage hasn't become you know uh, the way it used to be i think it's changed uh, some people don't even like to marry anymore 
for various reasons. I mean, some of them is financial, some of them just they're afraid of what, you know, if that doesn't work out, you know, all these things that happen. So when you meet with these new couples, well, at least not non-married couples that are trying to discuss, how is that discussion going? Because, you know, I mean, they have to find a reason why they should, you know, seek a service or at least, you know, some guidance because, I mean, obviously they're serious about this. They want to go to the next stage, but they're not sure. And so, so how does that conversation look like? So basically, number one, we uh, for a couple that is engaged, we do a preparing for marriage course. So the number one reason why couples will come to us is because they want are serious about wanting to get married and they want to learn and navigate through some potential pitfalls that might be in the marriage. And how do they do that? But there are also um, situations where individuals just want to see, um, talk to someone just to see where where they are in their relationship um, and just get an, out, um, an outsider's perspective. So we meet with couples that are uh, pre-marital couples um, because they are, well, number one, they're interested in getting married. We also do a 10-month process because we're talking about just about 10 topics, but so many other things go into that. Um, some of the outcomes is when you're in a premarital stage, you're learning that in order to really say, I do and want to be committed in a relationship, you have to, number one, want it. Um, and you have to learn how to be authentic. With Like you were saying, there's so many people that don't want to get married, so many people that have... Um, I like to call it baggage from family, from who they know, their friends. So they need to come and get a perspective for themselves and not from what they have lived through or witnessed. Um, they also want to learn how to be trustworthy, what it takes to be trustworthy, to be honest. Um, to uh, I like this book um, by Dr. Uh, Eckerich, and he talks about um, what men desperately need is respect and what women are desiring is love. And that concept is really is what holds a marriage and hold a relationship together. Because what he's really saying is women are desiring to be loved and men are just desiring the women to respect them in a relationship. And if a woman is not getting love, then she is not going to be able to respect her husband. If the husband is not producing love, that is why he's not getting the respect that he wants. Um, and so that whole concept leads to a crazy cycle. <laughs> and that what is, happens is... That is pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> And what he means by a crazy cycle, you're going to continue to go through the same thing all the time when you haven't realized what's really going on in the situation here. What's really um, allowing us to have conflict? What's 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 the real deal? What are my needs? What are your needs? What what am I not giving you? I mean, people need to um, are we say individuals should not go with most couples that come together. It's all surface talk. None of it is deep. No, you know, um, and you need to learn to if you're moving into a path of being married and wanting to be married, 
um, and being committed in a relationship with someone, it takes a deeper conversation about all the things that you want to talk about uh, because marriage produces vulnerability. If you're not willing to be vulnerable about your life, about your situations, um, then maybe it's not for you at that point. Doesn't mean that it can't be um, because there are some couples that we had to say, why don't you guys take a pause, go work that out, you know, and then let's resume. Um, because even though you may say I'm, I'm ready to get married, it may be some things in your past. It may be some things in your current day. And then you may have, especially for couples with the rate of um, um, addictions, and it doesn't always lead to drug addiction. It could be sexual addiction. It can be anything that is going to prevent you to be the best you. So when we go into a marriage, we want to take away and be our best selves. So I often ask people um, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, have you really, for those that are spiritual, and, and, and there are some people that are non-based, so you kind of ask it non-faith-based. But have you really um, thought about whether this individual is the suitable mate for you? Um, has the individual thought about, is she really the suitable person for me? Am I really the suitable one for her? Um, can we work through what we got, what we got going on right now? Because every marriage has something to blend, whether it's other family members with because they all have pre-existing children from past relationships, whether it's um, the biggest piece is when parent children are uh, adult children are dependent on their parents in financial ways. So when you're coming together, the Bible talks about um, how, you know, you're to leave your parents or leave your mother and your father and cleave to your spouse. It really doesn't mean abandon them. It just, it just means becoming less dependent on them and now enter into this interdependent relationship with this individual. Whatever we got going on, whether it's financial, whether it's um, um, something that we used to depend on with our parents, we now need to work on how we're going to navigate that together. We're going to think of our own plan. We're going to set our own foundation as to where we want this marriage to go, how we want this marriage to be viewed um, for us. Not comparing yourselves with others, but just realizing that we're in this and keeping other people out of it is very important. And that was one of the key advices that my parents gave both me and Darrell um, because he was taking me away from my family while marrying me and I was going to have to move 3,000 miles away from my family but that was very critical my father being a man of God being in marriage close to 50 years by the time I got married um, to, to one woman my mom he wanted to make sure that his youngest daughter was going to get into something that wasn't going to take her away where he couldn't protect her anymore, where he couldn't be um, that individual for her. So Darrell had to really own up to be like, can I really, are you really able to take on these things? I used to provide this for her and I know how she is. I know she's grown up to be a woman, but are you able going to, are you going to be able to man up? And that is really what other couples need is someone in their corner to, um, 
let others know that this person is love. This person has somebody in their corner, but you're going to have to step up and be who you say you want to be when you've asked this individual to partner with you in marriage. Ooh, that's a lot of stuff we covered there. <laughs> well, well, first of all, may I just ask a quick question? How long you and Daryl have been married? Oh, coming up on 25 years in September. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, but the key about that is um, Darrell and I, um, we grew up together in Compton. We went to the same middle school and high school. We never dated. We knew of each other. We had mutual friends. It wasn't until after our high school um, tenure class reunion that we really got together. By then, we were adults. We were in our late 20s by the time we had our tenure class reunion. And so we can I consider us being more matured. We've experienced some things in life. Um, we had to decide if this is what you want, um, you know, and, and being able to talk about it, your past history what other relationships you had, what didn't go well there, what are you looking forward to be there? Taking away unrealistic expectations allowed us to grow. But most importantly, we grew to be friends before we were able to be, um, <laughs> um, I'll just say lovers. Are, oh, yeah, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. That led to us being in love to be husband and wife. Let me say it that way, because that's really how it was. Before we could even think about marriage, we were friends first. And in that friendship is how we developed a relationship that moved us to the next level of being um, more than friends and being in a relationship to say, yes, we'll date each other. We'll commit to each other. Um, we both were um, sold out Christians. We were both sold out in our life, um, living up a committed life to God. So we had to make sure that we were on the same page. There can always be two Christians get together, but they're not always on the same page. So just for people to know, I, we weren't into fornicating. So you have to really know if that person is going to be for you because that's not what I want. I want to experience what God wants for me after marriage because that's what um, that was intended for. So we had to make sure that we were on the same page. Um, and a lot of couples, I'm not seeing them always on the same page um, from their spiritual aspect um, of getting together in a relationship. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you know, congrats on 25 years. And definitely, you guys are both blessed with each other. I mean, you're, he's blessed to have you. You're blessed to have him. And and I love what you said. And I'm going to go back to some of the the, the initial stuff. But, but just on, on, on your relationship specifically, which which really was the concept of marriage before. People meet with each other, they know of each other, then they commit to each other, then they become truly friends throughout their marriage. And that relationship builds on friendship and respect. And you're right, you know, uh, I mean, you mentioned Christianity specifically, but all faith-based, you know, relationships are, you know, there is no fornicating, there is no, you know, pre-sexual, you know, relationship prior to actually, you know, the marriage and all that stuff, you know, and 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 that was the tradition, you know, in centuries. And but we live in a time now that has been lost, and people kind of sample <laughs> each other sooner than later, and then it's mm -hmm. just that, and so there is that part of it, and then sometimes that is not enough to sustain. And therefore, they don't make it to the next phase. And uh, uh, and 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 I was going to ask, you know, and uh, we'll get to it in a minute. But I'll, I'll just throw it right now. Uh, really, you know, 
in your experience, why you see, you know, these folks, I mean, there are people that actually spend many years together uh, before they live together. Literally, they're just not married. And then now they decide to do it. Uh, and and at least what I've heard and seen, I've read, you know, that sometimes it doesn't work out, you know, and I've seen people that have been together for years and then they literally, once they get married, that's when they divorce immediately. Uh, and and why is that? I have no idea, but but be, maybe because they, it's one thing when you have no obligation and yeah, you can, you can move out of my place to your place because we're, we don't have that commitment. Once you're married, now you have all these legal liabilities, if you want to call them that way, it becomes very serious. And sometimes people don't realize how serious that is until it's too late. And therefore, sometimes you have that fear of marriage to start because, uh, and we know the legal system can be very brutal when it comes to marriage. Uh, both sides can, be, you know, can really, you know, uh, get hurt, you know, tremendously, especially if you have some sort of wealth or some sort of property. Uh, and, and you mentioned kids in between. Some people have kids that's theirs. Some people that have kids from previous relationships. And now you have all that, 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 that attaches to this relationship and it can be destructive. You have parents, as you mentioned earlier, which could be also a determining factor in terms of whether you're going to succeed or not. Cause in your case, your father wanted someone that's going to take care of his young daughter and, and, and take her to that 50 years mark and beyond uh, till that do us part as, you know, as it states. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's a beautiful concept. I still believe in that. You know, you, once you marry, it's it's for that you know stuff. Now, obviously, there are circumstances where you can divorce. You have the ability to do it. Not that it's uh, really the best choice, but sometimes there are circumstances. So, so, so you have met these people. They come to you. They talk. Uh, but what are some of the the core? I mean, you mentioned the the some of the the elements. But like for me, uh, does the fact of living prior together affect the ability to marry or not? Let me say this. So those couples that we do meet that have lived together or whatever, um, when throughout the marriage process, we do ask them to commit to refrain from um, from the sex so that they can really get to know each other a little bit more and really um, experience um, their honeymoon night in such a different way, right? Um I think when couples come together, it can work. And again, it takes, you have to want it. Um, that philosophy of marriage is 50-50. You have to go in giving a hundred, a hundred of yourself. Um, you have to really want it. Yes, the vow that says to death do us part. Um, a lot of people, they stumble over that. They don't want to, they, 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 they hesitate. But the most critical piece that people um, hesitate on is when it's asking wives to submit to their husbands. A lot of people want to take that part out. And I think what I would like to say is that it really it just really means uh, respect, you know, our love. You know, um, we get so hung up on words that it takes you talking about what that means and defining it for yourselves and your couple, because every couple is so different. Every couple is so unique. They might have some similar characteristics, but the individuals are very different in how they handle things. Um, for those couples that have lived together and then decide to get married, it can sustain, it can work, but you have to work on building a foundation 
for individuals that get based on get married based on um let's just say the sex that won't sustain the relationship um and then both parties have to provide to the relationship today's time is not like years ago where one spouse stayed home and the other spouse worked and provided for the family but right in today's time with the way that the economy is it's going to take both individuals to produce into the marriage now that concept of that is it's it's sort of um a situation too when you take people that have lived together and what was theirs is theirs financially and what was yours was yours financially now we're going to get married we're saying i do we're going to be under we're, now our incomes become together that's when people have a problem because it's all about sharing and it's all about i don't you know you got more bills than i got I don't want all my money going there because you have two different types of people as to how they look at money. That's something that coaching can help you kind of develop. Um, one of the things, too, when we do our coaching, we also refer them out to financial um, counselors when they when we know that there's a financial issue. We don't have that background. We have a little bit. But for the most part, we give it to those um, that are experienced with helping couples navigate through the financial pieces of life, um, of, of that um, aspect of the relationship. Um, but you have to want it, number one. You have to be willing to sacrifice, be willing to um, accept the individual for who they are and not who you want them to be. And I think. Mm -hmm. When they live together, you don't often, you can find out more about people when you live together, but not all the time are we really our authentic self. It's when you become married and you're more vulnerable and you're in a more committed relationship, then that's when all of that is dispelled. And then you realize, oh, I don't want this. I didn't sign up for this. But um. When you say I do, you sign up for all of it, the good, the bad, the, the all of it. You know, I think we are not tolerable um, to learn how to navigate through life and work out life. Um, and then for from a Christian standpoint, trust God. God can bless a mess, even if the circumstances wasn't um, as perfect, because nothing's perfect as you get together. But when you have a strong um, faith-based foundation it god can work it out and then you will be a testimony years later to say we didn't always start out like this because we met older couples i said we didn't always start out like this it was through the work and talking to some um, couples that were um, mentors in our life or had a little bit more wisdom or um, talking to couples that experienced some of the things we experienced and saw how they got through it um, we realize we're going to have to work at it. The, the the key question is, do I have the patience to work through anything that comes up in this marriage uh, with this individual? Yeah. Well, Veronica, you, you're touching on a lot of things. And so now I just want to go to, to the two terms you used a couple of times. One is love and respect. Uh, love, you know, women, as you said, women, you know, love to have that love feeling that to be loved, which by the way, men too, but they're just in a different way. But you're right. Women 
do express that need of it and, and it's okay it's righteous and it it, it makes sense and i think the the male you know partners do actually want that respect you know just that ego or well I don't, manhood type of thing i think it's just genetic <laughs> you know it's it's just the way it is right uh, but 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 it is it is both that respect still needs to be on on both sides and the love should be on both sides that's one the other thing you you talked about is the uh, submission part you know and that that's you know people listening to you right now to me they might think like well you guys are stating that you know women have to literally subdue themselves and submit fully to their husband that's not what you're saying veronica uh what you're saying is is that this is both submission technically in a way and submission here is not like you know your slave or servant you are actually working with each other and being there for each other and that's a whole different concept and it, you have to elevate beyond to your point the words uh, and 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 that's really what is traditionally that served the, the marriage always better and both are ser servient to each other i mean the, the husband's always going to be serving to the wife. And we have that joke, happy wife, happy life. You know, you do whatever she has, right? You know, but it's really reality. Yes. And I want to just say about that submission, it's just commitment. You yeah. know, can you commit to this one person? You know, in today's life, you know, it's so much infidelity going on. And why is it? Because people aren't taking time to express themselves as to what they feel like they're not getting in that particular marriage and that relationship. That's why I said, if you talk about it and you're open enough and you feel comfortable enough and that you open your relationship to be able to talk about different things without, again, going through um, a conflicting situation that causes conflict or arguments, um, you can, it can work. But, you know, that submission piece too. committing, are you willing to commit? Um, and that goes on both parts. Respect, like you say, it goes for both people. Love goes for both people. Um, I think a lot of times we just have such a misconstrued um, um, thought process of what it looks like, what it is. That's why it takes two people to talk about what it does it look like for you? What does it look like for me? Here's what I grew up with. I didn't like this. I like that. Or here's what I never saw. Um, here's, you know, um, I don't really know how to be in a relationship. People, some people get in a marriage, get in a relationship and live together with people, but really don't know how to be in a relationship. So how do you be honest about that and say, okay, well, let's develop our, how we're going to deal with this. You know, how are we going to handle being in a relationship together? So um, but you, you're talking about people really sitting down and talking about things, yeah, and you know, not just winging it. I think, I think what's happened now is that everybody's winging it. They meet, there is an attraction, you know, um, the sex part is probably the first, you know, excitement that that there is because there's that part now that is that that didn't exist before, at least you know, in traditional marriages. And so now you have that that feeling like, you know, it's just happening, you know, it's just, you know, you get together, it's fun, you just continue getting together and just, you know, while it's still, it's like, it's a sweet, you know, it just, it just feels good, right? But, but there is no real juice to it. There's no real, you know, uh, I guess, substance. And then when you get into the real mix, and that is now the commit to word commitment, most people don't like to commit to anything in life. I mean, commitment is difficult for everybody for anything. At work, at, you know, in, in person, in trips, and whatever we do, it's hard to commit to everything, to your own goals and, and, and mission in life sometimes, to, to God. You know, 
commitment is required, but most people are afraid of that commitment, and especially when now you have two opinions. And you, you mentioned something powerful. Um, you know, um, well, actually, I want to, before I get to this point, uh, you mentioned sex, but, but there is intimacy and sex, two different things. And I think sometimes that gets kind of convoluted. Uh, you know, if you want to expand on that one, and then I want to go into the concept of, you know, where two people uh, in the financial world have their own way of living. So let's talk about the sex versus intimacy, and then we'll go into that financial, you know, like me versus you, uh, prenuptial agreements, those things. Wow. Well, yeah, sex and intimacy is different. You know, and how women and men view sex and intimacy is different. Um, perhaps um, when you talk about intimacy, that's the time that's the time outside of the bed. Like you talk about everybody's so busy, we don't even get time to talk. It's all in our haste of just moving and moving and moving. But we should take time to spend time with each other um, outside of the bed, outside of um you know, even going out to places like just let's just have a dinner inside without anybody around and learning how to conversate on subjects that are are of interest to you and that are, are interest to me. Um, where are we going in this relationship? Where, you know, is, is this a relationship? Because sometimes it may not be a relationship and it just may be for a season, but we force it. You know, Um when you spend time outside of the bed, getting to know each other, spending time um, talking to one another, maybe holding hands at walking at a park or um, little simple things, going out to have ice cream. Those things help lead to a very nice um, for the married couple. It's a making um I would say um, a making, uh, I don't want to say, what do you call it? It's not just sex, you know, for the couple that's not married, it's just sex. But um, from a Christian standpoint, um, when we are making love with our husband and our spouses, our, our wives, we, it's a part of glorifying God because that's what God put the couple together for. So, um, we need the intimacy in order to feel that closeness, to feel that um, that piece of um, connection, you know, for a good um, making love situation. Um, intimacy, people don't always connect. You know, you want to connect with the person. I hear a lot of people um, that have been married, that are in relationships, um, Saying that they're not, they don't feel emotionally connected to the individual. And they're not emotionally connected to the individual because they're not spending time to really get to know the person. It's so much hustle, bustle, so many moving parts that at the end of the day, we're exhausted, we're tired, or we feel like this, this should happen at this point. No, there's not a blueprint to it. That's why I, I'm so, I, I stress getting to know your partner, getting to know each other, your likes, your dislikes, what 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 feels what fuels you, what fuels me. Um it is so important in a relationship. But Veronica, that's probably what people today think that dating and living together pre-marriage 
is supposed to do. Like, you know, you're almost kind of like that used to be called engagement, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so you get engaged and then eventually you get to know each other and there is less, you know, uh, I guess intimacy. Well, there's more intimacy, there's less sex and there's more of knowing each other before you get into, you know, the actual uh, commitment of marriage. So that's kind of like traditionally how it used to be. Now, and maybe I, th- I lost, and maybe I lost that concept because I'm 25 years in, so I don't <laughs> really know, right? But I, I, but I, I, it is something that they called engagement back then. But even in today's time, I think we're moving. People are moving too quickly into the relationship. Um, too quickly into um. Um, they they don't spend time in the friend zone if there is a zone, right? They just go straight, whatever. I like you, you like me, that's it. But there's so there's so much missed in between that that when they do say uh, when they do get married, they didn't even discover all the other stuff, and now they're waking up and they're saying, "Well, what do we do? I I miss something here. I'm not feeling this. I'm not." Uh, because you didn't do not that there's an A B through Z, but there's processes in that that gets you to building a foundation and um, knowing what's going to help sustain your relationship. Well, thank you, and and you know it's amazing because uh, you you talked about that today is very difficult, and and I think a lot of things that happen in that relationship where they're there's less intimacy, there's less relationship, there's less knowing each other is because everybody's hustling, you know, and, and you're right. There was a time where men worked, women stayed home. And of course, we're, we're past that in today's, you know, age and it's okay. Both parties are working and stuff. But what happens is that they both are so uh, pulled in multiple directions and there's no time for them, for themselves, for the couple. And so they either, the kids, the job, this, that, running, 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 they're tired. So they lose actually, you know, that, that, by the way, this is not a rule. This, you can still make it work. I mean, you are 25 and I'm 21 years in, and you know what? You got to find the time you do like your date nights, you do certain things there, you know, it's part of your life. But, but unfortunately, you know, people find excuses to this, like, you know, I'm busy and this and that. And sometimes to there's, if, if it was built on attraction only, uh, there's a lot of attraction out there too. And so that's the easy way to actually, you know, deviate if you want to call it that way from both sides. Right. So it's a matter of like that, that, that friendship zone, that friend zone, as you said, is a key and that builds, you know, over time, you have to be together. You have to commit to each other. You have to get to know each other more uh, to the point where I'm sure that you and Daryl, you kind of almost, you know, can, you know, finish his sentences and, and think, you know, know if he's looking at something, you know, already what he's going to say or see, you get to that point, you know, then you know that you have, you've, you've gone to that level where you're really in sync. I mean, you are a unit. Uh, you know, we, we have that jokes like, are you guys a thing or well, you become a thing, <laughs> you right. know? but, but that, that's actually, it's, it takes a lot of work and, and you're right. If there are kids in between, uh, demanding jobs can be difficult. You know, someone, for example, I mean, look, your husband was traveling over the world. That takes a lot of, you know, patience and love and trust and all this stuff. And, you know, you could have easily said, well, you're all over the place. I don't know why, yeah, what are you doing? And then you can just go on the other tangent. And then, and sometimes you have that personality that, that creates something from nothing, you know, because they have a little bit of not, you know, no trust, or maybe they have some sort of a, I don't know, a lack of, of belief. Uh, and so that makes it, you know, that's a difficult task too, because some people have jobs where they travel 
and if their spouses are not, you know, there's no trust in between them or there is uh, uh, some sort of behavioral thing that they feel that it can affect them, then they start reacting, you know, ad hoc. And basically that, that starts escalating. And the next thing you know, uh, then you have problems and then they'll, they'll come up to you, <laughs> you know, but so, so, so let's talk about this, this point and then we can continue. Uh, that point being that um, you want to repeat. Yeah, just, just talking about the idea of, of when people kind of disperse around the world or whatever, travel and stuff, they have demanding jobs and someone in, yeah. the, in, in the other party is really not trust, trustful. You know, I mean, they, they kind of have doubts. They... They just have this 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 voice in their head, like, "Well, what is she doing? What is he doing? You know, uh, what do you? I mean, I, you know, you hear this all the time, where people are literally like FaceTiming now. Can I see where you are? Who you are? Can you give me a? I mean, come on. I mean, but but it's real. That's happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you get to that point, I mean, do you really want to be in a relationship? Yeah, and I think what happens is is that that self esteem on one hand for the individual, um, being who you are, being um like who you are, um, be secure with you. Um, I think those are some insecurity things that come up. But it has to be something that the other party recognizes about that uh, that individual to know that when you're dealing with them, that you're going to make sure that you comfort them in that insecurity, right? Um, I think um, when it starts to becoming um, that you have some insecurities, that's something that you need to talk to people about. You know, um, we're coaches, so we try to deal with from today moving forward. So you probably need somebody a little deeper um, because it might be something that's fueled from a past situation that you have distrust um, and that you're not content with that other individual. Maybe it was something that happened in the relationship as you were going on and you 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 um, breezed through it. You guys never dealt with it, you know. So maybe this is a time to channel back to that, to deal with that situation. So I think when you talk about that, we don't understand what things are going on because we're so much in a hustle and bustle and so quick to do things so fast that, when there really is an issue, it's not until it gets to the point where I don't want to deal with you anymore. But if we had taken time to know when the changes take place in the relationship or if we learned more about that individual and we feel like, oh, well, why are you acting like that? Or why are you um, talking to me that way? Because if because that's uh, for, from a woman's perspective, something's going on when the tone is there and when. Um, you know, there's a shift happening. Um, so the man has to be in tune. The woman has to be in tune to each other and to know when there's a shift. So if there's some behavioral things that are going on that is causing insecurities, did it just happen now or were they always just breeze through when it initially happened? So you have to be in a situation to talk, to come, to communicate. Communication is one of the key issues that um, couples face um, in their marriages that may destroy it because they don't communicate. I'm thinking one thing, you're thinking another thing, and we're never bringing our thoughts together in a conversation so that we can clear it up. Um, so I think um, that's so important to do is to, number one, at that point when there's some insecurities, it, it takes communication 
That's something we didn't talk about in a relationship. Um, but communicating your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and being free to be able to do that in a relationship is so important. And it probably can tackle some of those um, um, insecurities that you have. Because if you're worried about where the person is and they said they're at one place um, and you don't believe them, then that takes a conversation. And did it just develop now or did it develop early on and you just never started? You never even had um Trust in them anyway. Right. Well, there there are signs about that, right? I mean, there's signs. So you can be able to pick up, but you gotta be alert to them. Sometimes we want to avoid avoid what we think. Uh we know we can't just go on our feelings because feelings are just feelings, right? So that's why it's so important to go on to have conversations about it. Here's what I'm I'm feeling. Um, when you're not in my presence, I, I I sense that you weren't really where you said you were supposed to be because that that has been some issues in marriages and situations when with couples is that oh he said he was here but he's not there so then now a person spend their time calling around is he at John's house John said oh I haven't seen him well when you start doing that then there's a there's a pause in the relationship and there's something to be um, dealt with on a more serious note. Um, so when it gets to that point and your alibis aren't alibis, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, there's already a disconnect in the relationship. So then you do have to meet the rubber at, at his head and say, hey, here's the real deal and be honest. And I know sometimes people don't wanna be honest because for lack of not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings, but I'd rather you be honest with me and I know up front than I find out later from um, in my own research, which that's what they call it. I, when you're calling around, you're just researching, right? Investigating. Um, you, <laughs> that investigative eye. That I'm a private eye at that point. But is that really what you should be doing and investing your time on? And then is there something that you can do when they're not in their presence? I know when Darrell traveled, I was busy. I had met new, I had met friends, but a lot of the times I spent time by myself. You know, I explore the metropolitan DC area on my own, not just with people. I went out when he was gone for a weekend. Every Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I was out doing something after church or after a commitment. I would go out and just explore. So you, you always learn to keep yourself um, busy. Um, because you guys are, even though you're getting married or you are married, you two are still individual people. You still have to have some individual interest because that's going to help you in the long run. And then you're going to have some mutual interest. So just keeping that, you know, the main thing, the main thing in the relationship and knowing that it's okay that my, 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 um, my spouse go out and be do something by themselves that that is so important it's hard when one person is doing something all the time and feeling busy and the other person is feeling like they're always at home it has to be a balance there and you have to you have to um you know we, we say get a life but you your life that you had before you got married doesn't stop those interests and things like that they may change a little because now you're in a whole nother marital status but at the same time, there's things that you might like to do that your spouse may not like to do. Those are the times when you do them, um, when they're, you know, 
if that's the case. Well, Veronica, it's it's one thing is important here that trust here is the the factor. You know, I mean, if I cannot trust my my wife, then there's no reason to be with my wife. If my wife cannot trust me, there's no reason. And then, so if I have to think about that she's probably doing something wrong, then I'm in the wrong relationship. And that's how it's supposed to, to if you got to get to that point, do I have a full, complete trust or not? If I get that and I know that I don't care, you know, I don't, I don't worry. You know, she's there, she's doing her stuff. I know that she's doing stuff. There's no other man but me and vice versa. There's no other woman but her. But her. And you get to that point. But, but you also you have a different drive, uh, Veronica, the way you, because you mentioned religion and, and, and spirituality. That's a whole different world. I think that's the other part that today in our world, we've lost a lot of that. So, so when you lose God, and by the way, here, you know, I know you're a Christian, but even in all other denominations, the same concept, you lose the belief in God, then you don't have any other parameters to actually control you. And therefore everything is a go. When you fear God, it's different. You tr you treat relationship differently. <laughs> but even if you're not faith based, right? Even yeah. if you don't have a faith base, how about just morals and values of yourself? Yes. yes. So does this person meet my have line up with the values that I've grown up with or that I'm living by? Um, does this person have morals about themselves? Are they able to? Because uh, out of the morals is where you have the trust, right? So <laughs> one can't, you know. So. Do are we really aligning ourselves with are we really connected? Do we really have um, the same values? Do we really have the same morals? And and those are our guiding factors that help us to be who we are today as men and women. Um, so so that and that in, in itself is how you can be led to developing a foundation in your relationship, even if you don't have a faith. Those are the core elements the core. that you have to have the, to look for. If you don't have those, you're done. I mean, you're done, you're done before you even started. Right. And the fact it's of over. the matter is that you haven't already worked out all those things before you said, I do on, on the marriage day. You got, those are going to always be um, interface situations that are going to be coming up because you never dealt with them. You never handled them. You never sought out the help to help you all work through it. Um, so I, my caution to people is that if you know that you're not one that can commit to one person, then that's something to consider if, if marriage is for you. Um, because, you know, no matter how we say feelings are feelings, but it's not so much that your emotions are there. So you don't want to mislead somebody if you're not in it to be in it for real, for the longevity of it. Um, you need to just be upfront with them ahead of time. Um, the one thing you don't want to do is be um, married to somebody by force or because we've been together so long, I might as well just do the right thing. Um, those aren't always the perfect scenarios. Um, and just because you have children by people don't mean that um, you're to marry them because they may not be the suitable mate. It just happens to be someone that you had engaged with sexually and children were produced out of that situation. But how can we just navigate life just as parents to give them to give the children some healthiness about it? Because really what we're looking at in marriages and relationships are healthy relationships. Um, how do we get to healthy relationships when we didn't work out, but we have children?
that's that that's the real deal like how can we just be healthy parents to raise healthy children despite that we didn't work out and that's where we find a lot of the chaos a lot of the things um and you found somebody i didn't and we still how can we just be you know we want to say how can we just still be family but how can we just be the parents that we need to be to raise up our children in a healthy environment when situ when mom and dad didn't work out and then mom and dad each may have someone else different but how do we navigate that blended family that's a whole nother topic um for individuals is navigating through that um but when you don't work out and there's children involved how can we navigate to just be to be the um be the best parents we can be in just being just parenting in a healthy manner that it don't affect our children because what we do as adults affects our children and that is why we see the same scenario played out from our parents to our children whatever because if you don't um, become a good role model in a healthy way for your children they won't they won't either in relationships and really that's what you want ultimately we just want to live healthy and what's going to get us to be healthy what's going to get us to be loving towards one another respectful towards one another and when we um we're support to one another you know we're each other's confidant i'm i'm so i'm supposed to be your confidant i'm supposed to be you know your best friend um when we can navigate those situations, it's not always, and it don't always work out that way. That's why people, like you were saying earlier, when they they feel as though they did very well living together, and then when they got married, it was something different. So to me, that tells me that you weren't really living to be your true self. And I do didn't change you. It's just that you never became vulnerable to show who your true self is until now you you're in a committed relationship and you you're, you're not really feeling that thing right now <laughs> i don't know if i really want to be this committed i kind of like when we were not was, committed yeah we were we were free like you know we we're here together when we wanted to and that's about it and and by the way i think part of that is that you know you mentioned earlier is that i can be free because I, I have my own bills i know what i but when you start like committing that well why do i have to pay for this why do you have to pay you get into that and then you talk about having kids you know that when you're not married and and this is actually what you stated clearly is that now you have to worry about the parenting part and still working you know the children in between while you have separate lives and if we go back to the root if you did it right correctly you wouldn't have to have kids in the first place because you wouldn't have done anything until the marriage would have happened you know but that used to be again traditionally that's how it used to be and we live in a world that has changed tremendously in terms of relationships and so now we have these new types of issues uh, and more recent, I mean, the last couple of decades more than ever. I mean, if you go back in time and, you know, just, just the 70s and past, you know, these things were not, were, were exceptions. Now they become more of of relevant, you know, situation and more common. And it's changed the dynamics of relationships. Here's the good news. There are solutions. There are coaching programs such as yours. I know we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, you know, you do this. I mean, we've talked about some of the key elements of relationships here, and uh, hopefully, people can just, uh, as a reminder, I think that this will be a powerful tool because just listening to this, you're probably like, oh, 
Okay, that makes sense because I mean, really, all you highlighted is really what it should and what it shouldn't, what it's all about, uh, and and what could be some of the causes of where things don't work out. But at the end of the day, even if you have issues, if you're not sure, there are resources. Now, Veronica, you are a resource. Your group is a resource. Your alliance is a resource. Uh, now, you only work with folks in the, the, the DC area or you actually do virtual or how does your program work? You know, COVID really helped. We do virtual as well. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> um, funny. We, I heard that we before. Do, yeah, we do virtual. We do, um, you know, now that we're, we could do in person because some people are people that like the quality time to be in your presence. Um, so, yes, we do that. But what the whole key is, is that there is hope in, a, in something that seems like there's a breakdown. And you can reach us through Alliance Seminars Coaching on Facebook and then AllianceSeminars.org via email. We'll be glad to help um, individuals and couples navigate through life. Life shouldn't be hard, but I think we make it more difficult than it can be. But when we find healthy um, strategies and tools to navigate through life, it'll become a little bit more easier and we'll become a little bit more less stressed and more wholesome relationships will build. Veronica, it's been a real, it's a true pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I enjoyed this. This it was informative. It was literally sharing some real lights on on what really is happening in our world. And by the way, what you covered today applies, I think, everywhere yes. <laughs> in today's modern age. Uh, and uh, you've clearly, I mean, from the perspective of religion, spirituality, even for just non faith based, you know, it's there are tools and there's ways and stuff. Now you are available to help people anywhere, which which would virtually that's a great thing. So, folks, there you go. If you have an opportunity, if you have a situation and you need some assistance, well, we know where to go. Uh, and I will have the link into the description of the show. So, hopefully, you can click up and. Uh, link up with Veronica and team and, and hopefully you'll get some, uh, I guess, uh, solution, some resolution, you know, at the same time. Uh, and hopefully you don't even need that. But, but if you do, I mean, know that there is help. And that's the other thing. We always want to make sure that you know that there is help. If you don't know, this is a solution. This is a platform that can provide that. Veronica, any last words of wisdom to share with our audiences before we close the show? I just want people to just have hope, um, you know, be authentic. Uh, be who you say that you are. Um, and I think that would take you um, a long way in your relationships. And be open to communicate and be truthful. Um, getting rid of some of those little red flags <laughs> initially will help. Oh, that's that's it. I mean, that 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 summarizes summarizes the whole thing. So, thank you, Veronica, so much for being with us today and for all these these great insights and nuggets and uh, real take home, you know, uh, I guess uh, formulas, right? So, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> anytime, anytime. My pleasure. And so, folks, there you have it. We're coming to the end of the show right now. So, uh, hope you enjoyed this. Please do seek out, you know, information or reach out to Veronica if you think or you know someone that may need the help. You know, that's the other thing. And so, uh, I'm your host, Eric and H. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic. Bye for now.
There's a lot of talk all over the Internet these days about the remarkable benefits of carbon-60, and baby boomers are especially excited about it. Whatever generation you're in, if you want more energy, better health, and a boost in vitality, we invite you to try Greska's Carbon-60, a stunning development in free radical destruction. Being much smaller in size than conventional antioxidants derived from fruits and vegetables, it is far more bioavailable to quickly mend the toxin-crippled cells in your body. Greska's Carbon-60 is the only C60 product that is made without the use of undesirable solvents, the only one. Greska's Carbon-60 was developed by a brilliant NASA carbon scientist, and 95% report positive results from this Nobel Prize-winning technology in just four days. Visit c-60.com. That's c-60.com or call 720-600-6040. 